Praise the Lord. Welcome you to our live broadcast today, Sunday, 26 June 2022. Jesus is Lord of all. That's a song we're hearing now. He is Lord of all. All our broadcasts are aimed to glorify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Even sometimes we have to bring some aspects of biblical history. The focus should always be on Jesus, who is Lord of all. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for today, for this opportunity to be in your presence. For you are our Lord and our God. We exist only because of you, because you created us. And when we fell, Lord God Almighty, you still came and redeemed us. And gave us your Holy Spirit to guide those who believe. And pray, Father, for all today who have known your name. That they may be energized, refreshed anew to go forth and continue to preach the gospel. Once for all delivered to the saints. And for those who have not believed, Lord, that at the hearing of this message, the yokes in their lives will be broken, Lord, the yoke of the enemy and of the world. And they will make a U-turn and follow Jesus, the author and finisher of all our faith. Who for the joy that was saved before him endured the cross. Father, we are praying that all today you bless all who hear these messages. Bless their homes and bless all that they do, Lord, that they remain in the path that you've ordained for us. In Jesus' name we pray. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon all, wherever this message will be, broadcast, podcast, today, tomorrow, anytime in the future, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. The instrumental is taken from our brother, Calibrasi. The title of the song is Jesus is Lord of All. Actions Have Consequences series. We have the series outlined there on the board. Today we are moving to the third topic. The world of the early second humans. Last Sunday we spoke on the world of the first humans. Today is the world of the early second humans. As you scroll down the board you see what we are going to speak on the subsequent weeks. So today's topic. The world of the early second humans. And those of you who have joined me, the Lord bless you all. Continue to bless you as you remain faithful to his word. And as you carry on this message of truth to the world. Because God loves everybody. But God has children. Those who have believed in him. In his son. The outline today. Noah sends a sweet aroma to God. Two, Noah's descendants seek their own glory. And of course, there are consequences to that. And of course, some today is Jesus is Lord of all. Number one, the first one. Noah sends a sweet aroma to God. Last Sunday, we spoke on the word of the first humans and how and why God destroyed it. Oh, if only one man, Noah and his family, found favor with God. So God saved them from the great flood. 
as we read from Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Scripture, please. Genesis chapter 8, verses 15 to 22. Then God said to Noah, Leave the boat, all of you, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Release all the animals, the birds, the livestock, and the small animals that scurry along the ground so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. So Noah, his wife, and his sons and their wives left the boat. And all of the large and small animals and birds came out of the boat pair by pair. Verse 20. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. 21. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Praise the Lord. Watch Noah's first act after disembarking from the ark with his family was to glorify God. Noah had put his trust in God before the destruction of the first world, during and after. That's why in Genesis chapter 8, we just read verse 20, say, Noah built an altar to the Lord. And there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that have been approved for that purpose. That's Noah's first act. Noah remained faithful throughout his life. And the Bible records in Genesis chapter 8, verse 21, we read, God is pleased. The Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, Oh, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race. Even though everything they think they think or imagine is bent towards evil from childhood, I will never again destroy all living things. Just because of one man's faithfulness. One man's faithfulness, God said, I will never destroy the world again by flood. And he established a new covenant with Noah. That covenant was binding on him and his descendants. No exception. Scripture, please. Genesis chapter 9, <clears throat> verses 1 to 11. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall upon all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air, upon every creature that moves along the ground, and upon all the fish of the sea, they are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves will be food for you. Just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. But you must not eat meat that has its lifeblood still in it. And for your lifeblood, I will surely demand an accounting. I will demand an accounting from every animal. And from each man too, I will demand an accounting for the life of his fellow man. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed, 
for in the image of God has God made man. As for you, be fruitful and increase in number, multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. Praise the Lord for the hearing of his word. We prefer using scriptures to speak often because that's the word of God. So you hearing, we expect to go to your Bibles and also check out these things and allow the Holy Spirit to even minister more to you. So we said how God blessed Noah and his family and all who will come after them and has given them the covenant of how they ought to behave. But above all, it's you have to glorify God in all matters. Let's see what happened after. Number two, Noah's descendants seek their own glory. Scripture, please. I read from Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 to 9. At one time, all the people of the world spoke the same language and used the same words. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. They began saying to each other, let's make bricks and harden them with fire. In this region, bricks were used instead of stone, and tar was used for mortar. Then they said, come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world and they stopped building the city. That's why the city was called Babel, because that's where the Lord confused the people with different languages. In this way, he scattered them all over the world. Praise the Lord. This is an aside, but very important, because I may not remember it when we get to where we ought to go towards the end of this uh, series. When you are ambition and mind are not rooted to glorify God, we will fail. Repeat that to yourself as I say to myself. If my ambition does not glorify God, if it is not in the plan of God, if the whole purpose is not to glorify God, it will fail. Noah's first act after disembarking from the ark was to worship God. And he gave God the glory. He put God first. But after a period, what did his descendants do? They forgot God and his goodness. They desired to be free from God's covenant with Noah. That's the whole purpose. Did God tell Noah to build a, a tower to reach the heights of the heavens? For those who think they're going to Mars and all such places, stupidity and foolishness. 
They wanted to have their own glory. They thought if they built a tower that reached the heavens, God would not scatter them, you see. But God knows the thoughts and intents of the heart that the fear had came to pass. Then they said in Genesis chapter 11 verse 4, Come, let us build a great city for ourselves. This is for God. For ourselves. With a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous, not God. And keep us from being scattered all over the world. I want you to compare their mindset with that of Satan in Isaiah chapter 14 verse 4. Who as God's angel wanted to climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high. That's what ambition does. A living name. Those who remember you, nobody remembers anybody after they have gone. Because even if your name is enshrined in monuments, who cares? Who knows who you, I don't want to use names of human beings who have gone. Glorify God. Let us read that scripture. How you are falling from heaven. How you are falling from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth, you who destroyed the nations of the world. 13. For you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountain of the gods far away in the north. 14. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high. Praise the Lord. The same ambition of uh, the fallen angel with the one third of the angels. The same the early the humans of the after the flood, descendants of Noah. That's what exactly they did. They wanted to put a tower right to not glorify God themselves. For the person that became the angel that became set, it was all for himself. This one is for for themselves. The same thing. If we go back and read Genesis chapter eight, verse twenty-one b. God himself said, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood, I will never destroy all living things. God already knows that the fallen human being was done, yet he loved them. He knew for that from childhood, the human being's hearts, all of them are bent on evil, everyone. That fallen human nature is evil, God knew and knows. At the time we are talking, and still knows that the human heart, which are Christ, wants and loves to do evil, no exception. Yet God still loved humans, and He made every effort to rescue them from themselves, even before they come the Lord Jesus Christ. Consequences. Actions have consequences. And again, as an aside, because we come towards the end of the series. Whatever you are doing today has a consequence. The action you take or the one you don't take has a consequence. Oftentimes we cry, why is this happening? Why is this happening? But we brought those things on ourselves. Not everything. But oftentimes, some things we ought to do, we didn't do. And the things we should have done, we didn't do. Or we did the things we ought not to have done. I'm talking about children of God. Because those in the world can do everything. It doesn't matter. The day they come to Christ, all is forgiven, all is forgotten by, by God. But you, the believer, have to be careful. 
Your actions have consequences. My actions have consequences. Whether as an individual, as a group, as a nation, as a tribe, as a race, everything. Many of the things biting the 21st century world were actions by ancestors. Whether in the developed, so-called developed world, the fact that no, no world is developed, incidentally. Because see, development you're using is in human terms. But spiritually, there's no nation that's developed. Bible was a declaration by humans of the early second world that they wanted to be apart from God. That's all. It was a declaration. It was a rebellion. It was a challenge to God's sovereignty. The ambition was foolish, just like that of Satan was. In Genesis chapter 11, verse 1, we read, At one time, all the people of the world spoke the same language and spoke the same words. Everybody. One language. Imagine. There were many great advantages in having everyone speaking the same language and being together in one contiguous place. Because at that time it was all land with water surrounding the land. Yes. Look at your map. You can fit all the continents and small islands into one. Yes, that's what it was. Before God will do what he has to do now because he found that the human beings, the evil thoughts were not to even say, God, where are you? No, to plot more evil. So what did God do? They didn't use those advantages. Togetherness, one language, one people. They sought to make a name for themselves. Ambitious ones, note that. They failed to understand it was by God's grace that they had those advantages. Had they not rebelled, the world would still have had one language. But they rebelled against God. So God says, well, I'm God. I'm sovereign. I'm God. You see, God is God. That's the bottom line. You cannot put God in any Straight jacket. God is God. He created everything. He has a right to do whatever he wants to do at any time. He doesn't owe you an, eye, an explanation. They have broken their covenant he had with Noah, so there are consequences. What are those? The early second humans forgot a lesson from what happened to the their first parents and the first word of humans for their disobedience. They forgot. It may have taken hundreds of years, thousands of years, it doesn't matter. But I'm sure the story continues to be said of how the world of our first parents were destroyed. And how their great, 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 great a man who feared God, God saved him and his family. I'm sure that story went on, but they forgot. They were living in the moment. The lesson for you and I today what we have to take is this. There are always consequences when human beings break away from God's ordained path. Especially for the children of God. In Genesis chapter 11 we read, verses 8 to 9, it says, In that way God scattered them all over the world and they stopped building the city. 
That's why the city was called Babel, because that is where the Lord confused the people with different languages. In this way, he scattered them all over the world. So what did God do? God confounded their language, gave them many languages. They could no longer understand one another. They couldn't communicate with each other anymore. Not only that, he divided the world's contiguous earth into many land masses with oceans and seas separating them. He broke everything apart. And in case you think, I give you an exercise today. Go back to Genesis, the creation. You see how the land came out of the water. Did he say, if no, lands came out? No, one land mass came out of the water. The water was surrounding the land. Now God divided it and scattered them. And what did that mean? He led to the margins of what? Tribes, races, people groups occupying land masses separated by oceans and seas, suspicious of each other. Scripture, please. Genesis chapter 10, verses 21 to 25. Sons were also born to Shem, whose older brother was Japheth. Shem was the ancestor of all the sons of Eber. The sons of Shem, Elam, Asher, Afakzad, Lod, and Aram. The sons of Aram, Oz, Hol, Gether, and Meshach. Afakzad was the father of Shelah, and Shelah the father of Eber. Two sons were born to Eber. One was named Peleg, because in his time, the earth was divided. His brother was named Joktan. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 10, verse 25a. Two sons were born to Eber. One was named Peleg, which name really means division. Because in his time, the earth was divided. Those of you who want to follow so-called scientists who only speculate, all you have to do is look at your map and see that scripture is scripture. God's word is God's word. The earth was divided. So when sons were born to Eba, he named one Peleg, meaning division. The consequence of that division of the earth into several land masses, Separated by oceans, seas, and deserts are still with us today. Why do you think we have suspicion all over the place? Between one tribe and the other, one tongue and the other, one race and the other, everything. Wars between people groups became the order of the day and has continued till what? Death. Ethnocentrism. People thinking their own culture, they are superior to others. Racism. Those who think their skin is lighter, is better than those who have darker skin. Continues. And vice versa. Tribalism, oh yes, people kill at the name, just inspire. One tribe goes to war and some tribes are even wiped off the face of the earth. Genocides. That's, you see, suspicion creating when people can't understand one another. Those consequences are still with us today because some people decided that they wanted to build a tower that will reach the heavens. Just as those who are thinking of reaching to Mars and everywhere else, yet they have not yet explored the oceans that God gave us control. They are still heading somewhere else. Disaster will visit them and those who continue to think in that manner. But that's a matter for another day. So what I'm trying to say is so much things are happening on earth that we could do. But I'm not appealing to unbelievers, I'm appealing to believers. Nobody has asked you to make the world better. We are supposed to preach the gospel, but we bring some of these things just to show you that when people disobey God, and I'm talking now of those who have covenant with God, that's believers. All believers can do anything they like. 
They have a right because their father is a devil. They have to obey their father. Sometimes they do some good to, you know, cover up the whole thing. And then people get sucked in. The whole target of the devil is you, child of God. He has no interest in the unbelievers. They're already done, unless they accept Christ as Lord and Savior. There will be discrimination to the end of the age. There will be wars to the end of the age. There will be racism to the end of the age. There will be tribalism to the end of the age. There will be genocide still. The stronger will always try to mess up the weaker. The male will always try to subdue the female. It is going to continue till the end of the age. Forget it. Preach the gospel. Preach only the gospel of Christ saves. Only the gospel of Christ removes the evil heart in a human being and puts a heart that believes and trusts God. Only your prayers and my prayers, those who believe, can redeem those who are in bondage. Not our activism. So stop disgracing yourselves. I should stop disgracing myself by joining the world, especially in the politics of the world. I know some of you, some who have left this, they don't hear us again because they believe in their politics. Yet the evidence to the contrary is that politics is one of the tools of the devil to destroy the world. I know, I don't want to get into some places because you will know where I come from, but forget it. You are involved in politics, it will never be well. So I don't care what you say. Pray if you're a child of God. On your knees. You can avert disaster in your country or countries. And I'm going to preach one head or the other. And you're a Christian and you are condemning one tribe, condemning one tongue, and you're saying you're a believer. You are not. You lost your faith that moment you do it. If you don't love your brother or sister, or even don't believe in any other tribe, then you are wicked. Christ didn't call us to discriminate. He called us to reach the world. And many people left the oceans to come to the untrodden parts of Africa to preach the gospel. And we have converted them into money-making machines. That's why as we go into our song today, Jesus is Lord of all. If you have believed, he owns you and I 100%. For those who continue to give 10%, you are sinning against God. Leave those places. They are not serving God. Be in your house on your knees. Pray. Read the Bible. God will tell you what to do. He did it to me and mine. That's what I'm telling you. So stop all this. Every Sunday you go and spend something there and you are continuing to promote wickedness and evil. And you are telling me your nation, your country will be well. It will not be well only you repent. Tell them that Christ is Lord. You will not win in Nigeria by politics. I'm sorry I mentioned the name, but I have to because I'm late to say it now. You will not. All those ones who are Christian presidents, and what have they achieved in your country? No, what have they achieved in your country? Are they not as wicked or more wicked than those who are not so-called unbelievers you people are constigating? The Lord only delivers. Your politics and mine will never deliver. Shout it from the rooftops. Because even we visit those who continue to deceive others. On your knees, it can be done. On your knees, even if the devil is occupying the presidency, 
He will do the will of God. Father, forgive me and everyone in that country. For we sinned against you. This message is not for them. It's for the world. But I digress, Father, because you know it's my Jerusalem. Forgive me, Lord. But I have to speak the truth to them. We're going to sing a song. Jesus is Lord of all. He owns everything. He owns everything. You are not everything. Those who have believed. All my tomorrows. All my past. Jesus is Lord of all. All my struggles, and you should do the same. Contentment at last. Jesus is Lord of all. That is all that you have to believe and embrace. He's the King of Kings. He's a Lord of Lords. Jesus is Lord of all. Whether you accept it or not. not 10% my life everything Jesus is Lord of all my thoughts everything about me the, the air breathe all the conflicts that come my way all my thoughts Jesus is Lord of all he is Lord of all accept it and be free Only his love wins the battles. I could have fought, but Jesus is Lord of all. So many of you on your knees in that country I just mentioned. On your knees, your love for the everybody else will deliver that country. He's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus is Lord of all. All my possessions and all my life. Jesus is Lord of all and is the Lord of yours. Everything about you. Unless you rebel, even when you do, he's still Lord of all. All my possessions, all my longings, all my dreams, Jesus is Lord of all. He's also Lord of all my failures because his power redeems. Jesus is Lord of all. King of kings, Lord of Lords, I salute and I bow my knee to you, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we bless your holy name because you are God. Forgive, Father, my nation where I came from, my Jerusalem. Forgive your children because they went away from the faith. They were one many years ago. They continue to imbibe and to spew wickedness. Forgive them, Lord, and rescue as many as will believe and embrace the truth and propagate the truth, the love of all. The love of all that does not spew tribalism, 
does not spew racism, does not spew any superiority or inferiority. The love that transcends of love your neighbor as yourself. Help them so they stop stealing by preaching falsehood of tithes. Help them, Lord, because they are promoting evil and deceiving so many who flock to this organizations calling to a priesthood that can bring money to them to live a lifestyle that is not designed by you that have concord with the wicked political classes with the wicked religious establishments and they deceive so many because they give them messages that are so nice to the ears and those become who they become they believe whom they have believed and therefore become whom they have believed father have mercy I cry, my Father, my God, you know every day. Have mercy, Lord, and deliver as many, Lord, as we hear the words of eternal life. Deliver them, my Father, my God, and energize them, Lord, to tell others, to warn others, because God is God. Irrespective of what we do, God is still God. Father, be God to all who have had this message today. Deliver those who have believed. And those who have not known you but have had this vision today, help them not to come into the saving knowledge of Christ. Bless their homes and preserve and protect them from the evil one because when they hear the truth, the enemy will come calling. Help them not to study the scriptures in season and out of season. Never to be afraid. Never to look at their circumstances, oh Lord, but to look unto you, daughter, of fish of our faith, who for the joy that was before you endure the cross. And you are there now standing and urging your children to believe because you have called them to eternal life. Thank you, my Father, my God. Blessings, glory, and honor, Lord, to you because only you are God. And I bow my knee and my head to you, God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Jesus is Lord of all. Sing it, shout it, and may they be glorified. If it's gospel, we shall see next Sunday. Preach the gospel. This is the season. <laughs>